It's the name of one of my favorite movies. Its music has been featured in advertisements for cigarettes, appeared in cameo roles from Soul Tunes to Bruce Springsteen. It's the name of one of the featured menu items at Perkins restaurants. It's also a moniker for some very close friends, the Magnificent Seven. It is one of my favorite movies. I have seen the 1960 film, The Magnificent Seven, scores of times, and I could watch it again tonight without a moment's hesitation. The storyline is simply good versus bad, but the characters making up the seven heroes are actually amazingly deep, complex people, especially for a Western. The outcome may be predictable, but the screenplay never ceases to wring emotion from me. The actors portraying the seven are perfect for their roles. How could anyone improve upon an ensemble cast featuring, among others, Yul Brynner, Steve McQueen, James Coburn, Charles Bronson, Robert Vaughn, and Eli Wallach as the villain? Overarching it all is Elmer Bernstein's thundering musical anthem, which to this day is one of the most recognizable movie themes of all time. I've thought a great deal about the movie over the past several days, as six of my longtime buddies made it back to town. Well, one was wounded by the COVID bullet, but he was truly present in spirit. They are not gunslingers, but a modern day, somewhat older version of the Magnificent Seven, nonetheless heroic for the modern age. I thought about whether I could match each of the movie characters with each of the guys but that would have been both a stretch and an injustice. A stretch because the movie characters have limited screen time to tell us about themselves, an injustice because my pals are so much more than story characters. Besides, visually, there may not be too much visual magnificence left in some of us, if there ever was any. I chose to tell you about our reunion six months ago, the first that this group had experienced in years. We all recognized wistfully the importance of each other during that earlier period in our lives when our youthful uncertainties occupied huge amounts of our energies. We always knew of it, but a reunion provided the opportunity to endorse it, own it, speak it, if not in words, then in our collective presence. This time, those markers were not so necessary as before. Statements of brotherhood had already been made, assurances of friendship previously professed. This time, we came together to affirm our stand against those evil thieves called time and age, as predictable as the movie's malevolent pirate Calvera. And we did affirm. Four golfed, while two coached, Three played catch in the shade at the golf course. We refreshed at a local brewery. We waged all-out war on pizzas from Mabes. We stayed up later than normal in a rented home that most guys thought was haunted. We breakfasted together with foods we don't normally eat. And we opened up, easily, comfortably, safely, in the shelter of friends. Health. Politics, education, life, 
death, sports, travel, many things that would have been very unlikely when we first congregated all those years ago. Young men are often speechless in the presence of emotions. But these days, without hesitation or fear, we spoke our minds of experience. Ours began as random alliances all those years ago, in some cases as random as college room assignments. But how we came to identify with and be pulled to one another so many years after that short stint on campus was far less about random chance and far more about the gravitation of magnificence. Back then, we each possessed the capacities to make our marks upon our families, our communities, our world. Beneath our youthful bravado and false pretenses, we held within ourselves the seeds of being good and caring people, only needing to give root in the face of growing up. I'm amazed to report that every one of the seven became someone magnificently special. The attraction that exists among us is built upon those old stories and shared experiences of youth, to be sure. But there's something else at work, too. My daughter, Nikki, volunteered to cook breakfast on departure day. Nikki is well suited to serving and observing, having worked many restaurant settings in her young life. She has known a few of my friends for much of her life, the others she met just for the first time. After everyone had departed, she made an unsolicited but telling observation about her patrons. Wow, Dad, these are really good people. I can just tell. Maybe a daughter would be expected to make such glowing observations about friends of her parents. But I think she was exercising her powers of discernment in seeing people who truly do represent the strength, joy, goodness, and hope of an age. We might not be of the greatest generation, but we might well be acceptable as good people. And there are few better accolades to receive in the course of a short life. 24 hours is a brief time for renewal, made even more limited by our age, but we will be back. We've committed to fighting off the desperados of passing time, and just like the bandits in the film, we're compelled to return to the small village repeatedly to stock up on necessities. We'll return again soon to do what we need to do, to steal. Not the belongings of others, but small pieces of our lives that otherwise might become lost. We owe it to one another and to ourselves. <laughs>